Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Trust and All right. All right. <laughs> <laughs> it was good, though, for us. So, I know I want to talk about you just getting to do this whole tennis, like, sports casting, dream come true. Yes. So, because here's what I, you know, I think a lot of people have dreams, goals, aspirations, or when I was a kid, I wanted to X, Y, Z. But not a lot of people actually get to do those things. So why do you think you got to do those things? Or what did you do differently in your life to allow those things to come to pass? Oh my God, why did I get to do those things? So, that's a hard, hard question. Or you can give background first as what it, why yeah, it was Yeah, so I, I think some people know, but when I was in high school, I was the news guy. I was, you know, I, at the end of the day, I, I started out asking the principal or the secretary I remember going to the, sec- the principal's office at school and asking the secretary, because she used to do the morning announcements, I would be like, can I do the announcements? Because I just thought it was, like, fun. Because, I, you know, we had Channel One, and I saw, you know, Lisa Ling and right? Anderson Cooper. So I'm just like, man, like, this is cool. So I was like, can I do that? So they, I started doing morning announcements. Just because you went in and out. Just because I asked. I'm like, I want to do it. <laughs> and then it turned into... I knew we had channel one in the morning. So I went to the library and I asked the AV like director. I was like, can you, can we have TV in the afternoon? Like, can I be the newscaster? Now, is this a class you're in or you're literally just randomly no, I just walking went to in? The, I just went down and <laughs> oh wanted God. to do it. Cause I'm like, I can be Anderson Cooper and Lisa Wing, right? Like I'm just so, so they were like, sure. So I would like, no. And I was in student government. So I was like the president or vice president of my class or like the whole thing. And how big was your class? It was only like 300 people. But, um, so I would like make little notes. I had my notes. I had everything written out. And I would go at the, I would like know what was happening. I, I would talk to people. I was like a little reporter. And this like, was on video as well? So, yeah. But when I was, ta- I would just be random talking to friends that were part of the wrestling team or this. And I'm like, oh, like, how are you guys doing? Whatever. So then I would go down to the library at the end of the day. I have all my notes. I would put my notes down. And... We would start filming. Like, I would film it, and then... Oh, maybe I went at lunchtime. 
I either went at lunchtime or I went toward the end of the day and then they replayed it. I think. I can't remember exactly. But um, so I had my notes or whatever. And so I did. I was like Anderson Cooper in the afternoon. But I signed out. My name is Sean T. Peace out. No, you did not. Yes, I did. Do you have footage of this? We need to get footage I of this. That would be I don't know. so I think, good. I could call to high school and be like, do y'all still have this? Right. It would be amazing if they did. That would be freaking amazing. That would be. So you were even you even called yourself Shanti back yeah, then. Yeah, I was like, my name is Shanti. Peace out. Because I was in a singing group, and my name was Shanti in the singing group. Really? So that's how I like, never knew that. me. So yeah, so... Um, so that's so that's how I did it. And so I, when I went to college, I was like radio, TV, film. Like that's what I want to do, communications. And then I gained weight. And then I fell in love with like the feeling of fitness. And so I, everybody knows that story from reading my book. And if you don't, you can read my book. And then um, so then you know like that's why I think for me, the first time I had an audition with Beachbody, and they were like, you got to be in front of the camera, and like. My director, Andrea, was like, don't change who you are because everybody gets in front of the camera and they change who they are and this, that, and the third. And I'm looking at her like, I ain't changing who I am. And so my very first audition with Beachbody, they were like, wow. So if you even look at hip-hop apps, like, I'm like, so the camera was always like, I'm like, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to be me. And I, you know, and I taught so many group exercise classes in my life before I even got on camera. You know, like right. I already did ten thousand hours. You know, you know, I like the, the yeah. story of ten thousand hours. So I had already done ten thousand hours before I even walked into Beachbody. I'm on like eighteen million hours now. But um, <laughs> so anyway, all that to say, you know, I still had the desire to be to do it. Like it's, I did love it. I think it's so freaking cool. I think it's fun, and. So when this opportunity with World Team Tennis came up, I was about to say no because I was so nervous. Because I was like, no. Like, I was just like, because then it becomes real. And then I was just like, no, you have to do it. Like, I was like, you have to do it. You have to do it. And it was like, we're in Europe. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this job is coming up. And like, am I going to be good? You know, I'm just like. And I remember showing up on the first day. All of the people had like brought their own IFBs and they have like their notebooks and everybody's like all prepared. And you know, I have my notes in my phone and I'm just like, but I'm like, oh my gosh, in high school, like I have my notes. I'm like, okay, cool. And so that was it. Like we had a meeting and I was like super nervous in the meeting because it was like president of World Team Tennis. It was like directors of people who had like done football games. You know, like these people are like, they, are they work with the cream of the crop in the in this sportcasting um, industry? Like even the woman Olivia, who I work with. I mean, she's twenty six years old. Like, so I say that I say she's twenty six years old and super young, but extremely um, knowledgeable, and she has so much experience. She's like on the sideline of a football field. She like follows injured players to the locker room. Like she's like. She's a beast, you know? So then I'm... And then there's another guy there who does this all the time. So I'm the newest one. And so I'm like... Anyway, so we go out there. I'm like a little nervous, but I'm just like, just just do it. Like, I was just like, okay. They were like, you probably have like around 20 seconds each mark. And then so I... So this goes back to kind of your question. Like, how was I prepared? Do you remember in our Transform 20 test group, 
the first one I think, I don't know if it was the first one or the second one, and I was like, I'm going to give 20 second motivations every day. So then I'm like, okay, you know what 20 seconds is, you know how to motivate in 20 seconds. I'm like, here we go. So the, I, I correlated that with what I did with Transform 20. They did tell me, like, just be yourself or whatever, so it wasn't that. Obviously, I love tennis, so I knew tennis, and I knew how to relate, how to relate tennis to fitness. But I also am just like, but I want to be a sports cast. Like, I want to still, like, I'm going to be me, but I still want to, like, whatever. So anyway, so I finished the first day, and every single one of them came up to Like, the one guy, Nick, came up to me. He was like, if I was that good on my first day, I probably would have won Emmys in, for, for being a sports caster by now. And the director was like, oh, my God, you were just so great. Like, I would show up with, like, all, like I, sh- I literally show up with, like, my segments already. Like, I know about the players. Like, I show up with everything ready. And then Olivia, I love her so much because during the match, like, she literally, like, the first few matches, she would text me and be like, that was a gr- great job, great segment. Like, none of them, like, they didn't even treat me like they were just like, you got this. But they also look at me like, well, you've been in front of the camera a lot of times, but there's still some, like, hesitancy with me. But not now. Now I'm like, the hardest part was just, like, you know, sometimes I have to talk when a point is happening, so I have to, like, lower my voice and still keep my energy up. You're not allowed to whisper. You have to, like, whatever. So that's fine. Um, but for people out there, like, who, like, for me, you know, that's why I think I understand Serena Williams. I understand um, Sam Groff, one of the, the men who I'm working with, who's a tennis player. When they say, like, when they're doing something else, so like Serena and Venus do, like, fashion. And people, there are a lot of people out there, like, just, just stick to what you know. Like, stay in your lane. Stay in your lane. And I'm like, just because I do this really well doesn't mean I'm not allowed to, like, pursue other goals and, like, right. other dreams and aspirations. And I'll tell you one thing that, like, annoys me, and I should not let this annoy me. I I really, really shouldn't. But I talked about this in my podcast, in my car. Like, I I did a thing of, like, what kind of friend are you and what kind of follower are you, you know? Because, like, you know, if I post something about a new workout or a free workout or something with my kids, like, you know, it gets tons of engagement and tons of, like, I post that, like, I'm, like, doing something, like, it's a dream of mine. Like, this is, like, a great moment for me in my life. And I'm, like, holding a microphone at CBS. And, like, you get one-eighth of the amount of, like, engagement and likes. For some reason, it bothers me. Because, like, I'm the kind of person that follows people, like... Let's say I follow... If I follow... Like, I follow Mel Robbins. I think she's, like, one of my favorite people to follow outside of my friends, you know? Like, she constantly gives information and insight and, like... She's, like, really helping people through their lives and, like, their whatever. But then she'll post something, like, super fun and, like, that's more just about her. And I I attach to that even more because I'm, like, by her doing this, this is fueling her to, like, continue to be inspired to do things that she does to help other people. So that's why, like, I'm, like... Guys, like the person who's like really motivating you, like that internal motivation that's coming when I'm speaking on camera, when we're doing a workout or I'm at a live event, it comes from me pushing myself outside of my comfort zone and still striving to be the best that I can in areas that I can grow and I'm passionate about like this. So when people, when, when it gets no engagement, I'm like, I, I don't know, like, you know. But I, I think just, that's because you see deeper at this point and you can see like you said I want to learn what makes that person get to that place or what makes them tick or what keeps them going 
where someone else is like, well, I just came here for fitness. This isn't fitness to me. Yeah, I'm like, But for they're me, not getting, if they would actually look at that post even more, you can see yes. what fueled the entire journey to get you to this place. Who you authentically are inside right. is all components that makes up the success, you know, yeah. or the results or whatever. Yeah. And people don't know that, like, I was on camera doing that before I was on camera doing fitness. Right. And, like, me on camera doing that in high school had me ready to do fitness and all the videos that y'all, like, get motivated and inspired with. Like, I don't have an IFB when I'm shooting for Beachbody. Like, I personally don't have that. You know what I mean? Because, like, I've taught all over the world in the country and, like, I feel human beings. And I had the idea of being on camera or experience of being on camera before. So now my full circle moment, like with my community, I'm like, guys, like, know that this is the foundation to be where I'm at to help y'all. And I think maybe some people might look at this and be like, oh my God, like, why are you complaining? I'm like, because y'all my fucking family and y'all should support, y'all should support more than just the push-ups that I give y'all or like, you know, the nutrition facts. But I also think what you said was really powerful because this has been your dream, obviously, since you're in high school asking to do the morning announcements because who does that? But then you said you almost said no. And I think that's important, too, because I think a lot of people think I have the dream and it's just not working for me. So I never get to live out that dream. Whereas when those dreams actually can get closer to reality, how many times do people shut down and say no? And they more like the idea of it than actually like. Because even though it was your dream, it was still uncomfortable. Like you said, you weren't totally sure. You were a little insecure going in. Mm-hmm. I would have been so mad at myself had I said no. But do you want to know, and everyone who read my book knows this story. Do you want to know the story that made me say, I am not skipping this season? Because like, I could have easily been like, oh, I'll do it next year. You know, Please hold me for next year. Do you know the story of my book as to why I was like, nah, fuck that. Like, I'm going now. Do you know the story? Not offhand, but I do have the football, brain. the football, the football story. When for people who didn't read my book, when I went out for football the first time, I'm like, oh my god, it looks too hard or whatever, and I didn't do it. And then next year I went out, and I was like, you know, I, wait, I waited a year, and so I was like, so anytime I encounter fear, which is one of the reasons why uncomfortable is the first superpower in my book. Like anytime, anytime I say, I don't know if I want to do that because of fear, I'm doing it. Like I'm 100. percent even if it makes me so exactly. uncomfortable. Even like last year when I did Lewis Howe's Summit of Greatness. Like you have all of these people who do motivational speaking. And I'm like, I just like to talk, I just like to talk about stories in life and like tell you what's going on and like I want to have fun. You know, and some you know, and so instead of just being like, no, like these people are like that, and I'm just I'm like, nope, I'm gone. And I got a bunch of people, like so many people came up after like, oh my gosh, like that was great and like the Q&A but if I say no if I say no because I'm scared then I'm always going to be scared so anyway well, I'm glad you didn't say that hopefully that helps people celebrate with me more right so and recognize what maybe they're saying no to that they shouldn't say no to yeah I mean like I don't know and I also feel like a lot of people are in a job and they stay in that job because of fear of being able to fig- see what else is out there. And it's not even that you have to quit the job. Like, if you want to be a YouTuber, just because, you, like, go home and, like, film three minutes a day. Like, th- you can still do it. You know, if you wanted to play baseball, go find an intramural 
team and maybe you'll hit a few home runs like maybe it's not the major leagues right but it's still like you practicing passion and I think right. that's the thing like and I think that's what makes people feel alive and instead because they don't have the big opportunity they think they have no opportunity right and I actually sent a message to Serena like I never talked to her I never text her or talk to her about tennis like we usually talk about our kids and stuff and like you know but this time I was like I, you know what I, I sent her a message and something about like you know I just really like everything that you're doing just because like she is 30 she's gonna be 38 years old I believe 38 like and people are like you need to focus on tennis and winning that one last grand slam and I'm like no she doesn't she needs to focus on things that's gonna fuel her to stay excited and passionate about her life so that she can take this new excitement onto the court because while she may be the best women's tennis player that ever lived she's still a human right she's still more than that right even though that's amazing she's still more than that, that is like 0.01% of what Serena Williams is like me like me on camera is 0.01% of who I am as a human and the, that point zero one percent becomes really powerful because the other ninety nine point nine nine percent or whatever it is <laughs> right. is fueled by things that I'm doing off the screen, and that's why, like you know, with tennis, I know you know tennis, or if you're a lawyer, or if you're a coach, like you are, I'm sorry. But 99.9% of that success happens outside of when you're talking to a client because you have to work out. You have to read the self-help books. You have to, con you have to relate to your own journey and how you're going to gain, maintain, lose weight. You have to know what it's like to be pregnant. You know, you, you know, like, like you have to do all the, you have to, you have to like keep your marriage intact. You have to like deal with uh, your grandmother's passing. Like, you know, like, 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 me being an amazing, you know, Beachbody coach should only be 0.01% of who I am because I need to fuel that with all the other great things or other trials and tribulations that I have and the lessons that I'm learning to be great for you, you know. So why do you think people don't do that? Because I think people do define themselves more by their job. Like, nice to meet you, I'm a blank. Or people, what do you do? I do this. Yeah, people define themselves by their job because it's pretty much... Some, I, you know, for me, I base it on a feeling, but I think it's like a lot of people base it because of a number. It's what makes them successful. And if we base success off of dollar signs. And so, like, if you even look at, if you even look at, you know, just look at Beachbody in general. And I'm not like, you know, people would be like, people might frown upon this, but I really don't care. Because um, people should know right now that I love Beachbody coaches. I have a lot of friends. But like, you know, I kind of like... You know, you know I'm friends with Melissa McAllister, and you know, I like how like she might be in the top ten, but it's like it's really just kind of like like a hidden thing. I mean, obviously she's excited to walk across the stage and it's successful, but she really provides a lot of content. Like I see you, do, you're very consistent. Like you know, I don't even hear you ever talk about like I'm in the top. I don't even know what number coach you are in the network or what team. What number your team is. I just know that you're really consistent. I know you wake up at 4 o'clock every day or 6, 5 o'clock. I don't know you're pregnant now, so I don't know how you wake up. <laughs> it's all messed up. But I know you wake up every day and it's about connecting. 
right? Like, but I, I hear less about like, well, I'm this number or I made this amount of money because I believe that some people believe that success is based on a number of and the dollar signs and how big their bank account is. And I believe that success is based on the joy you have in your heart for waking up every day. And I believe that, you know, I'm going, like there's a time where I'm going to get old. Like, you know, I get Tony Horton mad props for being like 57. I don't even know how old he is. And still like creating fitness programs. It will I, is it possible that I'm going to be able to do that? Absolutely. Do I know if I, I don't know if I'm going to get injured. I don't know if I'm going to get hurt. And I'm not doing like the world team tennis thing or other things because I'm trying to prepare just in case something happens to me. But I'm like, I'm still going to practice things that I love because what if, you know, Carl could be like, I don't want to give you another fitness program. So no, I'm just saying like he could, it's his company, but I'm saying, so what am I supposed to do? Like, all right, well, I'm just, I'm going to go to another fitness company and create workout programs. Maybe, but I'm also going to be like, use all of my relationships that I formed at CBS. And I'm like, well, you know, you're not there. Like maybe I'll get on ESPN. Like I'm getting into tennis and like, maybe I'll go to track and field because I have expertise in that. And I'm not just, I'm not saying that I want that to happen. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Obviously, I want to continue to create fitness programs, but I don't feel like that I need to just, just do that. I don't feel like you, if you're a lawyer, and you really... Like, I've met people who were lawyers... I think Christina Delgado, wasn't she a lawyer? And now she's a coach. Like, there are people who, like, I, I don't know this. I don't know her story. But she, maybe there could have been people like, you're stopping to be a lawyer to go do that? Yes, absolutely I am. Because this fuels, like, at least from what I see of her now, like, she, she seems like she enjoys it. Like, she wakes up in the morning and she wants to do it. You know, what if she was waking up in the morning, like, making, I think Dia Myers was a lawyer. Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, she was a lawyer, but like I follow Dia. She doesn't have a million followers on Facebook, but she's very committed, and I can tell that she just like really enjoys this space. I don't know how much money she makes, but you know what I mean. So it's like those kind of things where I want people to understand like it's the joy in your heart. Like the next time you're at a at a at a function, and someone says, "So what do you do?" Because it's just a whack ass question to ask somebody for the first thing. When somebody asks me what I do, I'm like. I just wake up happy. Like, just say I wake up really happy. If you can't say I wake up happy, when someone says, "So what do you do?" Then you need to like really figure out your life. Because I'm like, "What do you do?" I wake up happy. Oh, and what does that entail? Well, that entails this, 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 and this, and it allows me to be, you know, but most people call me a super trainer, but I'm just a person that likes to build a community of people to be happier and healthier. Like that's just what it is, you know. So good, because I don't think most people can answer that way. Because most people are trying to find the right answer for everybody else, right? Because why am I like I'm not doing I'm not doing this for anyone. I'm I'm not even doing this for my kids. <laughs> like people are like, oh, I'm going to work for my kids, and I'm like, I, obviously you stay committed. You want I'm not. What I'm doing for my kids is keeping myself happy. That's what I'm doing for my kids. 
because I strongly believe that the happier you are doing something, the more money you can make from it. Totally. So. And the more you have to give, like the more of everything. Well, it comes out like I'm happy and I'm passionate and I'm joyful, but I just, you know, for people out there who might be afraid to change that job or the career, I'm like, you might start at a place that may be lesser than in terms of financial, but the money is going to come because you're going to be super passionate about what it is that you do and that you're doing. Like, fun little fact. Like, this weekend, I'm in D.C., you know, this super cool tennis stadium. I'm, like, right there by, like, my favorite play, Like, a few of my favorite players that I just, like, it's crazy. And I'm about, and like, my, the guy didn't have my mic ready, and so I'm just, like, he's, like, freaking out that, you know, I'm going to be one of those reporters that's, like, why are you, like, come on, like, I got to start this show. And I'm just, like, dude, like, one of my superpowers is being flexible. Like, you're fine. Like, they'll figure it out. Even though my director was like cussing people out in the earpiece, I was like, well, I don't got a mic, so you can't cuss me out, and you, I can't hear you. But anyway, so I'm waiting for the show to start, and one of the men who's like been a producer at CBS for, I don't know, he's probably 20-something years. I didn't realize, like, you know, he's seen me a couple times, and he's like super happy, never said like anything. But this particular match, he walked up to me, and he was like, hi, whatever, and he was like, you know, my wife and my daughter are here, and you helped my daughter become an All-American in college. And I was like, what? Like, And he was like, can you please come meet her? I met her daughter. She was like, you know, I played lacrosse. She was like, it was your workout. She was like, because of your workouts, like, I was able to be, like, fit and whatever. And I was just like, it's amazing. Like, I took this job just to, to do something that I'm passionate about. And this is one of the men who... They're all guys. That's why I say men. But this is one of the guys who picked me to to like to say yes. And it's because like besides the fact that obviously I have to be good on camera, but like he has a connection to that. And that's like kind of goes back to what I'm saying is like I'm there, but it's like a full circle moment. Like you know, it's just like man, it's just like so. It's just great. Anyway, I don't know. And to see how every one of your little choices really added up to make this happen. Like going in high school and saying, I want to do the morning announcements to creating a fitness program that influences girl who ended up her dad being the one, you know what I mean? And that's why I think two people can undervalue small decisions, but literally that's what makes right. the big things happen ultimately. And that's why when I follow people, like the thing that's like so silly, like I say silly, like they could be like, like I have a friend that I follow on Facebook. He loves flowers. He's like this jacked, like, looks like he'll, like, kill somebody in two seconds, guys, and he, like, posts about his flowers. And, like, people don't get, don't, don't like when he posts about flowers. Because <laughs> they want his body. They want this. And I'm like, I send him a message, and I'm like, I love the flowers. Because, like, you come home, he has, a, he, I, he has like, a job. I think he works with, like, car sales-ish. So I know it's, like, a high-stress job. Um, he had gotten a divorce. He goes through all this stuff, but he works out and he has a great body. Like he's super attractive. So everybody's like, you know, putting the peach emoji when he shows his butt or like his arms, you know. But when he posts about the flowers, like, and I'm like, I love the flowers because I know like that really touches him in a way that's so different than him just like, you know, lifting a weight, you know. Right, or a flex photo. Or like having to take a photo to be like, you know, this is my body, like, 
it's like he gets so much from that flower. Like he really loves his roses. And I just think it's so good. Did he respond? Oh yeah, like we actually are talking about like hanging out. I never met him before. But it's just like great, you know? Right. But I'm just like, you know, like, so find the flowers that somebody is posting about that no one else wants to pay attention to because I promise that's the thing that brings them the joy, that gives them the power to continue to post the things that motivate you. So good. I know, so good. I just wish, (laughs) I just love it. Find the flowers. Okay, well, this isn't like necessarily related to a particular incident, but... Have you had times in your life where you know better, but you just can't do better? Mm. Where I know better. But like you can't bring yourself to do what you know and you don't know why or, or how do you overcome that if you ever are in a moment where you're like, I know better, but I'm struggling actually doing what I know. You know, it could be as simple as I know I need to work, you know, work out or eat right, but I just, I'm not doing it. Or it could be mindset, like you know how to push through and dig deep, but you're just not doing it. I think that this is going to go so far left, like you're probably not ready for this answer. It's okay. I like those answers. You know, when I was younger, I had become successful with hip-hop abs and rocket body-ish. For hip hop as was my first program, and then I was so. Oh my god, this is so bad! I cannot believe I'm about to share this, but then I also can't believe I'm about to share this. Um, did hip hop abs did rock and body started making like really good money? I made good money with each body, you know, like the pro the infomercials. So then I be like, it was before I really started to build like an entrepreneurial thing. I was doing like little events here and there, but I didn't have a team, and I just was constantly hooking up with people. Like, I was sexy, I was, like, young, and I was happy. I was always safe and stuff, but I would go on Craigslist like it was going out of style. No way. And that's why I really loved Kristen Tierney's book, Crack Not Broken, because when she talked about going to Craigslist and putting up these ads and getting people, like, it was before the apps. Now these kids have apps that they can just, like, roll down the street real quick. But, like, I was like, I know I should be, like, focusing on this or doing that but I got like so caught up with being like oh I got all this free time and I'm good looking and I and when you're young like your sex drive is 18,000 times more at least mine was and I was just like I know I should be doing better than this and I was like nah I never I was never like a club kind of guy but like I just was like not strong enough to be like stop and so I know I should have been doing better like I know I should have been like I mean I was working out but I know I should have been like hey still kind of perfect your craft like you never know but I was just like nah I'll put an ad on Craigslist because I want to like meet oh so you actually put an ad you didn't go respond to an ad you created the ad they were both so like in apps nowadays, you know, like with Tinder or Bumble right. or like for the gay apps, we have like Scruff and stuff and Grindr. They have all kinds of apps. But like you just put one thing and like people just scroll and they see you. You know what I'm saying? But back then, you know, it went on a website and then like after two hours, it disappeared. 
So then, like, you know, like, you had to go down the feed. Right. And Chris and Tierney could probably talk about this. Like, you had to know keywords. Like, I should have been building a fucking website. (laughs) But instead, I'm like, okay, I worked out this morning. It wasn't that I was, like, being irresponsible and doing what I needed to do. But instead of, like, going above and beyond and starting to build my craft even more, I just was, like, probably a little bit too much. And I was just like, this is bad. But then... I finally, obviously, I started going to therapy and I related sex to everything that happened to me in the past. And me and Chip kind of had a little IGTV about that that we posted on my my page once about, you know, because he was molested as well. It was kind of like, as, as horrible as it was, it was comforting. Like it was like, like sex was like a comforting thing because it was like what you fall back on. It was, it's like a drug. It can be like a drug. You know, people are like, I'm going to grab that cigarette because I'm stressed or I'm bored. Right? Right. And so for me, it was just like, how do it, it could have been like, you know, obviously I went to therapy. I talked about this in therapy, but you know, you know, how do you feel loved? Well, the person who loved me the most was like having sex with me, you know? So, you know, so that was like the thing that. Or no. like in your book when you say ultimately you felt rejected by him. So now if these people are accepting you in that way, yeah, then it's like that's even more of a drug. Yeah, it, I mean it's terrible. But um, so yeah, I mean that's that's really that's really the one thing. That so what changed? What made you realize? Wait, you do know better, and maybe now you can do better. I met Scott because. I met Scott and... Did he respond to Craigslist, Dad? I'm just no. kidding. I know he did Manhunt had arrived behind then. <laughs> um, a much better way of like hooking up. But, um, you know, the transition was that I felt so connected to him as a human. And I felt so supported. But talking about my book, I also looked at him as a step monster. So it was like this really like very strange dichotomy of like feeling really really loved but wanting to hate the person that I loved but for no fucking reason but internal turmoil you know and the war that was happening from before and you know once I realized that love and sex can be fun and reciprocated and it's really it can be really about love. I mean, listen, I ain't, if you're a person that wants to go out to the club on the weekend and you're like, yo, I need it, I'm like, live your best life. But, you know, for me, that was how I, like, Scott was the, the, the love with Scott and the, the, the struggle that I had to go through to accept his love was the thing that, like, healed that. So it's because you chose to go through that, then probably. I chose to go through it. I chose to go to therapy. I chose to open Pandora's box. Because people don't want to open Pandora's box. Right. Like, they don't want to open it. I'm like, but you want to open a jack-in-the-box because you know you could put the jack-in-the-box back in. You're like, I don't know where it's going to go. I'm going to be scared, but, oh, like that service, but I'm going to put it back in. But when Pandora's box opens, you have to go through every experience all over again in just a very different way. But people, I think, are afraid of Pandora's box because they don't understand that when you 
open up Pandora's box and you have to invite things from your past back into your life, you don't, they don't realize that now they actually have control. Right. Because the, um, but because when they're the, facing the truth, because even I had a lot of people that read your book that would have to stop reading your book or would have to take a break because like you said, they kind of opened the Pandora's box and wanted it to be the Jack in the box. And they were like, never mind. I got that a lot. Yeah. People saying like, I read your book that I had to stop and I'm like, good. Good. But somebody, you know, but people don't want to share it. I'm like, I don't care. You know, and that's why I really love Kristen Tierney and I talk about her a lot because did you read her book yet? Uh, I, I know I listened to the podcast. I don't think I've forgotten oh, to read the whole book yet. It's just, but the podcast was amazing in and of itself. Yeah, I mean, the book is just, I mean, I related to it so well just because it was just like, you know, I grew up in the hood. I know, I, 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 I didn't grow up in Portland, obviously, but I know what she's talking about when she has to walk the streets. Like, you know, I know the tracks on the arms. Like, I know the drug addicts that like frequent the, the corner store and drug addicts the ones that aren't already crazy you can run the water we in the house um, the drug addicts that aren't already crazy that have gone like way beyond they're also like some of the most loyal people and they're smart because they know it but the drug makes them disloyal because then they have to resort to the outside source of that's bringing them turmoil you know um that's the other thing. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm going to say this and then we can... Okay. Yeah. But me and Scott were talking about that last night. Was it with Scott or was it Sam? I don't know. I'm with, I'm with Sam way too much. <laughs> um, but Scott and I... I don't know if it was Scott or it was with Sam. Oh, fuck. I don't remember. But anyway, we were talking about... Oh, I wasn't. I was actually with two of my friends this weekend. We were out to dinner. See, that's how crazy my life is. And they, they were talking about how... One of them had to fire the babysitter, but the, he didn't want to do it, and he was calling him this, and then he was like, well, you don't want to tell your mom that she's like this, and like they were going back and forth, like having this argument, right? And so I was like, all right, let's talk about this disagreement that you're having. And I'm saying this because I'm relating it to therapy and how, like, the, the opening Pandora's box. So I hope this makes sense. But... Um, so I'm looking at them and I'm like watching them. They weren't necessarily arguing, but they were having a disagreement and they were blaming like they were cross blaming. And I said, okay, of these issues, which of these issues, I looked at one of them, I said, which of these issues did you actually start? And he was like, well, none. It was my mom over here. It was my dad. It was my sister. I was like, okay, cool. And I looked at my other friend. I said, which one of these issues did you actually start? And he was like, well, it was the babysitter. It was the fact that my mom died. I'm like, okay. So if you look at each other, let's eliminate the problems for a second. If you look at each other, you can really be happy with each other because none of you brought the problems to the relationship. It was because your mom likes to drink. It's because your mom passed away. It was because the babysitter showed up um, hungover. It's because your dad tried to put you through conversion therapy. It's because your sister is a drug addict. And they're doing what? Bringing their issues into your life. So why are you arguing with each other? For other people's shit? You know, and my, my friend immediately was like, 
you need a TV show. <laughs> because, like, the rest of the night, like, my one friend opened up. Like, he was able to, like, like express some emotion because, you know, he thought that the other one was, like, judging him. And I was just like, none of you brought... This is none of your issue. The issues you bring to your relationship are what? He's like, oh, well, sometimes I don't want to wake up and I'm in a bad mood just because I'm just, like, tired. I'm like, okay. He can deal with that. But... Most of your fights are happening because everything else over here. And so when I go back to therapy, people are afraid to open up Pandora's box because they have to deal most of the time with what they were raped, they were abused, they were like someone passed away. It had nothing to do with you. It wasn't something that you started to do. Now, if we talk about, you know, drugs or something like that, then you have to look into yourself and be like, okay, well, but it still came from a place of like, why did I have to do this? You know? Right. And so, um, you know, going back to the original question of how you started, like what was one thing that you kept doing that you know you shouldn't do? Like for me, it was like, you know, going on Craigslist and making ads to like hook up with people. But it was because sex was comfortable for me because of my past. And so once I realized that, I was like, bitch, you ain't getting these cakes. Oh, Lord. You know, I had to finish it with something funny. But. Oh, you did. <laughs> I was waiting for it. So, all right. So we're going to turn uh, this particular podcast off because um, Jessica's going to ask me about the pro- next program I want to create for Beachbody. And I actually have to go have a, another mental health day, even though she's a part of my mental health day. <laughs> Um, so stay tuned because I think we're going to wake up again on Thursday morning. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy, Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.